Welcome to Taylor's Table, a podcast where we talk about what's cooking in the kitchen and in life. Taylor's Table is a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. Welcome back to the table. I am super excited for this week's episode. So if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I really enjoy talking about things that can be a little more... What's the word I'm looking for? A little more fleshed out, okay? Not so surface level stuff, okay? And I realize that this is a quote unquote food type podcast, but this is food for thought. And I think that's important just as much as it is obviously eating every day. You should be eating every day. If you're somebody who's going days and days without eating, what are you doing, okay? I could never do it. I don't know why you're doing it. So, This week's episode, we're going to talk about something that I have dealt with, something that I'm currently dealing with, and something that I have tried really, really hard to stay away from in my professional and just life in general. Because a lot of people always equate this to your professional life, but it can also be your personal life, your social life, uh, and so on and so forth. So we're going to talk about burnout. Which I just find, I, I laugh because it's just so ironic that I am talking about burnout because I am probably one of the most burnt out people that I know that isn't a parent. Okay. Cause I feel like as a parent, it's a completely different animal of burnout versus somebody who doesn't have a kid. And I'm not saying that my struggles aren't on the same arena as your struggles, but they're just different. Okay. And that's the big thing to remember here. Whenever I'm talking about burnout, I'm talking from a position of somebody who doesn't have kids and somebody who doesn't have to be a caretaker because that is another thing. I feel like parents, people who are caretakers, you guys have a different level of burnout than individuals who just have to deal with work and social life stuff because you're having to take care of an entire human whether it be an elderly person, somebody who's on disability or a child, you are responsible for them getting up every day and doing whatever they need to do, taking their medication. And that to me is something different because when you have to deal with somebody else, like a whole other person, that just adds another level of I don't even want to say like conflict, but like another level of difficulty that I would never understand because I am not dealing with that. Now, that's not to say that I haven't dealt with it before in the past. I was technically like a caretaker for my dog, but again, it's a very different situation and I'm not going to try to sit here and compare dogs to, to humans, but in the sense of making sure that person takes their medication every day, I have had to do that and it is rough. It is so rough. And I can only imagine what it's like doing it with somebody in your family, somebody you love or a friend. And I think that this episode is very important because we can very much get kind of lost in the sauce. So, so to say, um, and when I mean that is like, we can look at burnout from a point of view of saying, you know, if, if I'm not burnt out, I'm not truly living life. Or if I'm not busy, if I'm not taking advantage of doing this stuff when I'm able to, when will I be able to do it? And I want to just say something with that because life is more than just going and doing. Life is about being and taking moments to just be, to not do so much. I think that we kind of have this ideology that if you're not doing something, then you're like lazy. And I don't understand that because for me, as somebody with my mental space, okay, it is absolutely detrimental for me to take time to just be. Because if I don't, I become 
the worst version of myself. And I say that from experience. And I want to talk about my experience just a little bit before I get into burning out, because I think you guys need to understand where I'm coming from. So whenever I was younger, my dad got me a job at a dry cleaners and it was my first job. I was like 14, 15 at the time. And I started to understand the hard work and responsibility of having a job. Now I had had jobs in the past as far as like in my cheerleading team and I've had responsibilities. I've had to do stuff at the house, but I think it's very different whenever you're put into a position where somebody else is, is expecting something of you and you're getting paid for it. So it was my first job and I only lasted about a week or so. And apparently I wasn't cut out for it, which is fine. It ended up leading me to becoming a waitress and I was waiting tables at 16, um, actually 15 right before I turned 16. And then I got my car and I waited tables for about two years. And then I started working at the radio station. And so there's been a point in my life where I've always been doing something else. It hasn't just been one thing. Like when I was in school, I was in soccer and track and sports and cheerleading and dance. And then my senior year, I got a job. So I was, you know, going to my job whenever I wasn't at school. I was working on the weekends. And then I graduated high school, was taking a full set of classes, ended up failing some of my classes, lost my scholarship, had to pay my way back. Shout out to my grandma for helping me out with that as well. And then I ended up getting through on FAFSA and was able to finish out my associate's degree, get my bachelor's degree. And during all of this time, I'm also working 40 plus hours a week, sometimes 50 hours a week. I'm also learning that I enjoy to go out with friends and, you know, seeing lots of different people in my life, whether I was going to LaBelle and visiting folks or whether I was, you know, seeing friends in town. And then it kind of segued into, uh, you know, I started doing yoga eight years ago and then that had another hobby. And then I took that hobby and made it into a business practice and went through training and finished up my bachelor's degree the same time I was going through a 200 hour yoga teacher training, which is not something that is just easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay. It is a cosmic bitch slap for lack of a better word. And it's something that is not necessarily the easiest thing to process while also trying to get your degree and working 40 plus hours a week. So as you can tell right now, I'm not even at like the tip point of how busy I was, but you can already see how much I have on my plate and how much I had on my plate still have to this day. Um, (laughs) but when I graduated college, I told myself, okay, now we have the yoga world and my work world. And for a while I found a way to make both work in a way that fed me. And I'm starting to get to a point now where it's not feeding me anymore and it's actually draining me. So about two years ago, I want to say, I really just took a step back and I told myself, I can't do this anymore. I cannot go, go, go. Because not only was I go, go, going in my responsibilities, but all the things that I wanted to do outside of those responsibilities. I was making sure I was going to concerts, hanging out with friends, going and doing this, traveling here. When I would go to LaBelle, I tried to make sure I'd see 5,000 different people when I was there to you know catch up with family, catch up with friends. And it just got to a point where my entire existence was in a rush. And we've talked about rushing before. We know how difficult it can be to stop it. And we know how difficult it is to to live in that space. And it was something for me that I really needed to change because I was becoming somebody that I really didn't want to be. I was becoming negative. I was burnt out. You know, that's the whole point of this episode. I was just at a point where I was irritable and not healthy 
because as I'm adding and adding and adding and doing all this stuff, I'm just creating all this stress on myself and I can handle different levels of stress, but I'm realizing that as I get older, I can handle less levels. And what I mean by that is not necessarily in the sense of like work stress, but in the sense of all encompassing stress. So physical, mental, um, and I wasn't taking into consideration how much energy and how much social energy it was taking me to teach classes and do my day job and then go and hang out with people. And I just wasn't taking into consideration that I needed time to just be. I'd always thought of myself as an extrovert, always thought of myself as somebody who, you know, can handle it. And then I started to realize that I couldn't. And we'll talk about that in just a bit. Be sure to check out our great podcast on hefepods.com. That's spelled J-E-F-E pods.com. You'll find an ever-growing selection of shows, some of which are hosted by your favorite radio personalities, from popular English language shows to the hard-to-find Spanish language shows. Check out the newest episodes of Taylor's Table, The Haunting or Not podcast, and more. They can all be found at hefepods.com. That's J-E-F-E pods.com. And be sure to tell a friend or two or three. And we are back. So my life ended up just kind of coming to a head. And I told myself, I said, I can't do this anymore. And um, it was difficult because the only person I'm having to regulate when it comes to that kind of stuff is me. (laughs) And I'm not a very easy person to argue with. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Like your self-discipline, I wish this was something that they capitalized a little bit more on in school, was having self-discipline and teaching yourself self-discipline. Because it is so difficult to be like, I want to do something, but I know I shouldn't. And it's something I tell my students, you know, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And it's kind of been like this metaphor for my life ever since I started thinking about it that way. Like, just because I have all this free time doesn't mean I'm actually free. So when you think about burning out, you know, some of the things that come up or when you're on the verge of a burnout is like when you have physical and just mental exhaustion, like you are just absolutely fatigued. Doesn't matter if you've slept, doesn't matter if you took the weekend off, you're just absolutely exhausted. And that could be just, you know, people are talking to you and you just don't have the energy to really have a conversation. You know, you're doing like kind of the bare minimum and it's different than your normal tiredness. And I'm not saying like, you know, obviously everybody has different situations in their life. And if you have chronic fatigue, this could be a different, different kind of topic. But if you are feeling tireder than normal, if you are feeling more mentally drained than normal, this could be a sign of burning out. Workplace dread, being like just dreading going somewhere, whether it be your workplace, whether it be an extra, extra extracurricular activity, whether it be hanging out with friends, family, if you're literally dreading doing that, then something needs to change. You're on the path of burning out things like hair loss, lack of sleep, uh, irritability. Obviously that'd probably be the biggest one. Moods can change at the drop of the hat and that might blow up at somebody even over the smallest thing. Um, especially if you're taking your anger out on people around you that have nothing to do with what's going on. Um, performance decline and chronic anxiety. So 
you know, this article states that if you are starting to slip up at work, if you're starting to slip up at home, if you're forgetting things more often, you know, that kind of stuff that kind of goes hand in hand with that mental exhaustion. You know, when you don't get a good night's sleep that the next day your brain's kind of off and it's the same idea. So if you're starting to feel like your performance in life is starting to dwindle, maybe you don't have as much energy to play with the kids. You don't feel up to going out as much. It could be a a sign of burning out and then anxiety, whether you deal with it on a day to day basis or not, do you just feel worried constantly, nervous that something's going to happen or you need to do something or, you know, I I don't know what, I don't know what this feeling is, but I just feel like I have to do something. And that (laughs) is not a good feeling. You don't want to feel that way. Okay. So these are all major signs of burning out. A few other signs is things like headaches, if you're getting sick a lot, if you've had changes as far as like eating, um, if you feel detached and alone from certain people, you have the sense of failure and self-doubt. And then of course, you know, procrastinating a little bit more than normal, having outbursts, and then potentially using substances to cope with that. So burnout is not necessarily just from stressful work environments or too many responsibilities. It can be experienced by anybody that's had any kind of prolonged levels of chronic stress and pressure, causing them overwhelmed whether it be at home or at work. And when I say that, it's, again, I don't want this to just feel like it's just about work. It's about your entire life and your personality. So if you're somebody who's a perfectionist, you might be dealing with burning out. If you are a control freak, if you are somebody who's just, you know, a negative Nancy, these are all also signs and things that could be contributing to this burnout in your life. And it's very important that you regain this Now, do not let it go further and further and further. I mean, I talked to my therapist about this and, you know, we have this conversation of what do you have to do? What is the worst thing that could possibly happen if you don't do these things and kind of finding a system where you're like, okay, if I don't fold the laundry today, nobody is going to die. But as long as I, you know, feed everybody, that's, you know, and I know that that's extreme, But just thinking about it like that, instead of worrying about having to do all this stuff and really just trying to make it as easy as possible. I started doing this thing at work where if it takes me less than five minutes to do something, I need to go ahead and do it. And if I'm not, then all I'm doing is putting that off for a future situation. And it's going to take me even longer to do it in the future. Like there's this one particular thing at work. It takes me less than a minute to do. But if I don't do it each week. It's ended up taking me 20, 30 minutes to do. And it's just crazy because that space that it's living in my brain, as far as being like, you have to do this or you need to do this. All it's doing is taking up excess energy that I don't have. So as I mentioned before, I've been burnt out a lot of different times in my life. And one of the biggest things for me that helped me was setting boundaries, setting boundaries with people in my life, with myself, especially, you know, you can take vacations, you can do things like that. But if you come back from your vacation and you're not feeling rejuvenated, you're still going to deal with this burnout. So you've got to find ways to, to deal with it while you're in the forest. So Like I said, setting stricter boundaries. If you are somebody who is a workaholic, telling yourself, hey, after seven o'clock, I'm not answering any more emails or text messages. As somebody who owns their own business, it is extremely difficult to do that. Um, So what I do is I end up having little moments throughout the day where I set that a lot of time to do those certain tasks versus being like, oh, I'll just do it now because I have some time. 
Like, no, I have to have boundaries because if I have some free time, I need to use use that free time. And then also pr- prioritizing self-care and yourself in general, because you've heard this phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup. Well, I don't want to pour anything out of my cup. I want to give you the overflow that I have. So if that means I need to prioritize myself, my money, my time, then I'm going to do that. And then whatever I have left over, I'll leave for you. And most of the time, people in your life are going to understand that. Some folks may not. And at the end of the day, there's really nothing you can do about other people's reactions to what you decide to do with your life. That is their problem. That is not your problem. So if you feel like you're dealing with any of these kinds of symptoms and and situations, start thinking about how you can set stricter boundaries. Think about how you can prioritize yourself and tell yourself that sometimes the best thing that you can say in certain situations is no. Thanks for joining me again at the table. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Taylor's Table, a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. We hope you'll join us during the next episode of Taylor's Table. Feel free to email Taylor at gladesmedia.com if you have any questions or recipes you'd like for us to share on the show.